want to talk some music off the top in this hour. You know, it's interesting. I had an opportunity uh, on my show earlier this week to uh, chat with Miles Goodwin, of course, uh, of April Wine, and he's stepping away from performing. That led to an interesting conversation around Canadian classic rock and which groups would be on the Mount Rushmore of uh, Canadian classic rock. And there's some big names. And I think there more to it, though, there's, there's a real fondness for it as well and a real appreciation. Uh, the band Toque is kind of a, a celebration of Canadian rock music. And uh, so theirs is an interesting story. Toque is going to be performing uh, coming up February 3rd in Edmonton at the Century Casino and February 4th in Calgary at the Deerfoot Inn Casino. Uh, so joining us to talk about what's going on in uh, their world, to talk about Canadian rock music, very pleased to welcome to the program uh, here this morning. One of the members of Took, uh, Corey Churko, is a guitarist. He's been uh, the band leader, the music director for Shania Twain. He's also performed with Kelly Clarkson, uh, with Reba, with Slash. Uh, so some big names uh, certainly there. Corey, good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. Pleasure Thanks to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you making some time for us here. But by the way, and I mean, obviously, there's so much excitement around Shania's upcoming tour. And, you know, man, what, a, what an icon she is. So uh, are you going to be involved in, in that? And then what's going on in, in Shania Land these days? Yeah, I've been on every, every tour she's ever done. And uh, looking forward to this one as well. It's going to be great. She's got a new record out and yeah. a hit song. And uh, it's, the whole albums are actually really, really good. Yeah, that that should be big, and you know, yeah, I mean, you know, people love Shania. Uh, you know, she's obviously got the track record. Uh, she's been around for for a long time, and yeah, she's she's earned all of those accolades for sure. So that that's going to be something big. Let's talk about Tuke. As mentioned, uh, you guys are, are coming to Alberta as mentioned February third and February fourth. So for people not familiar with the band Tuke, and I know you guys you got a new single out now. Much more, by the way, Tukeband dot com. A very Canadian name, I would I would note. But what's uh, what's Tuke all all about? <laughs> Well, Tuke is four individuals that now live in the United States. Uh, all of us have done, you know, well as musicians. Um, uh, two of the guys, Todd Kearns and Brent Fitz, uh, play with Slash. And actually, all four of us have played with Slash at one point. Um, and then, of course, I played with, uh, with Kelly Clarkson and Reba and, and Slash and then currently with Shania. Shane Gallis, who is an Alberta boy, is um, he's played with Ingve Malmsteen, Michael Schenker. Uh, he played with supergroup Bees, who no one in North America has ever heard of, but they're like the biggest thing in Asia. Oh, really? Uh, selling like over 90, uh, 90 million records in Japan. So he was over there for over a decade playing with those guys in, in uh, stadiums. Um, so all of us have played these really, really big shows, and we all live in the States, but we all miss our heritage because when you're living in the States, you don't hear that, that CanCon in the same way that we did growing up in Canada. And so all these songs that, uh, you know, we, we listened to as kids and cut our teeth on really as musicians, um, in the seventies and eighties, we don't hear down here. And so we decided one day, um, Brent Fitz actually called and said, Hey, um, cause he's from Winnipeg. He said, hey, there's a, a charity event going on, and I'd love to put together a supergroup band for this. It's for breast cancer. And, um, and so we all agreed, yeah, let's do it, um, but let's make it a theme. Let's only play 
the songs that we that we loved as kids that we cut our teeth on, all that Canadian rock, and we'll make it a theme night. Well, that went over so well. Uh, we did it a, another year, and we had so much fun. We're like, hey, we should just put a put out a record of this stuff, you know? Give because we have a lot of international fans all around the world, and they've never heard a lot of these songs that that we love. So we basically gave the mixes a new coat of paint and we kind of kept the productions exactly as they were. And now we've exposed all this music to, you know, Japan and Europe and, um, Australia and New Zealand. We have fans literally everywhere and we're playing this Canadian music. And then we've got our own original stuff that we've added in there, which is kind of in the same genre. Um, that's too, in a nutshell, kind of a long winded version. Well, and yeah, it's funny. So it turned into kind of a whim, sort of a, almost like a one-off, and now it's become like this this institution, right? Absolutely. We, you know, and and during COVID, we weren't playing, so we started uh, a YouTube uh, vlog called Took Talk, where we interviewed all our favorite artists that we've covered in on our albums. Mike Reno, uh, Loverboy, and you know guys from Prism and and Harlequin and basic, you name it, the who the who's who of Canadian rock from the seventies and eighties. We interviewed them, and it was so great to get kudos from them, um, and, and just to meet them and talk to them and and ask them what went on in those days during the making of those records. Um, so you know, if anybody wants to check that out, just go to YouTube and go to Tube Talk. And uh, you can listen to the, you know, the behind the scenes and all that stuff that happened before the Internet was even around. Oh, yeah, no kidding. So, you know, I'm I'm sure you all have your personal favorites in terms of bands, you know, acts and and songs. So how do you guys come to a consensus on, you know, what it is you're going to perform, what you want to cover, what what the focus is going to be? Totally. Um, It's basically lowest common denominator. We all, uh, and for the first album, we, we all made our own list of the songs that we wanted to record. And then we compared our lists and, you know, whatever songs got the most hits, that's what we did. And that's kind of the way it is. You know, it's, it's very democratic, um, you know, majority rules essentially. But the, the, the good thing is that we're all, you know, uh, farm boys basically from, from the prairies. And we all grew up with the same kind of radio station, so we all heard the same hits, and we all had the same likes. And, uh, you know, bands like the Queen City Kids that were very regional to the Prairies, um, you know, we could easily do a tribute album just to that band, you know. And they're relatively unknown to the rest of Canada, let alone, you know, unknown to the rest of the world. So, But we love those guys, and, and it's pretty much the consensus. We didn't really have to have to debate about you know much about this the set list at all yeah, it's funny because we have this kind of love-hate relationship with CanCon. like sometimes it feels like you know the government's ramming CanCon down our throats but at the same time you think about these iconic bands that are so beloved in this country and people still want to hear these songs so it, it is absolutely. it is an interesting dichotomy isn't it absolutely um you know, we we all love that stuff. We you know we heard it side by side with like the Rolling Stones and Rod Stewart and Aerosmith. Um, so as kids, we didn't know that there was even a CanCon rule in no, effect. Exactly. We just yeah. loved the songs as much as you know the international superstars that we heard all the songs along with. So um, 
thank goodness for CanCon for that reason, because it's so easy, you know, to get on the bandwagon and just play what the rest of the world is playing. And of mm-hmm. course, now it's even worse with the internet. But um, but having those CanCon, you know, it it really helps promote Canadian music artists um, and creativity in Canada in general. So uh, I'm totally thankful. And, and, you know, those songs still are like they stand they stand the test of time. You know. Innocence by Harlequin and yeah. Working for the Weekend by Loverboy. You know, they're just great songs. Well, they are. And, you know, like I said, and I had the chance to, to interview Miles Goodwin earlier in the week. And after that interview, we kind of got into that conversation. Like, which are, what's the Mount Rushmore of Canadian rock bands or the, the most iconic? And, yeah, April Wine and, and Rush and Loverboy and Trooper. And then, you know, just getting texts from people. Yeah, well, don't forget Chilliwack and don't forget Triumph. Yeah. And, yeah, you mentioned... Uh, Harlequin, like, you know, people were really getting into the conversation, right? People still, you know, a lot of these bands haven't put out new new albums in years or decades, but they're they're still beloved. Absolutely, and there's a, a really healthy, you know, summer music festival with, where all these bands still play, and people turn up to see them, you know? So that's, uh, they've def- definitely, you know, and it, it was a time that was so great in music because, you know, Every club had seven nights a week live music. You know, you just don't get that anymore. So everybody was rubbing shoulders and, and, and passing, you know, writing songs together. And um, there was a real camaraderie back in those days. And certainly, you know, my band, I had a, grew up with a family band called Cherko. And, you know, we, we would rub shoulders with these guys, too. And I would go out. There, there were a lot of times when, uh, you know, we would play a, show, um, a set in this local bar and we'd run over as quick as we could on the break just so we could hear the, the other rock band that was playing in the club next door and you know it was such a great you know and then we party afterwards so such a great time in music history for sure and we did talk about slash i, I didn't want to 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 not ask about slash because he's such an icon it, it's i don't know i mean there's there's all sorts of he's almost like a, a mythical figure in a way what, what's uh, what's slash like uh, he's a mythical figure. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he's just, you know, he, he's, he's bigger than life. Uh, he's such a nice guy. Um, I, I subbed in for Frank Sidoris, who was the other guitarist in the band. Uh, his his wife was going through some health issues, so I stepped in and went on a European tour with them. And I just, you know, it was so, so surreal to actually play shows and look over and go, oh yeah, there's Slash. What the hell's happening right now? <laughs> Where am I? You know, because I'm just I'm just from Moose Jaw. You know, I'm just this, this kid that played hockey and you know in Moose Jaw and had a musical family. And uh, you know, so so to play with him is such a, a blessing and uh, such a privilege. Uh, you, you know, he, he he deserves to be as big as he is because he's just an icon. Absolutely. And and certainly Brent and Todd have been playing with him for, you know, I'm not even sure how many years, but over a decade. Yeah, wow, yeah. Um, you know, and then Shane stepped in when, when Brent blew out his eye. His, he had a cataract, um, had to get, uh, no, not a cataract, um, a retina uh, operation. So Shane stepped in and played the show as well. Shane's the current drummer for Tuke. Um, so we've all played with Slash, and it's just, it's amazing to have done so, and, you know, 
And I still scratch my head and go, did that really happen? But, you know, I have the pictures to prove it, so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And let me ask you, too, I mean, from your perspective as a guitarist, I mean, you know, the rock world lost uh, a legend in, in Jeff Beck. Uh, I guess that was, yeah. that was last week, earlier this month. And, you know, the accolades have just been pouring in from all over the music world. Uh, you know, his longevity, obviously, but just how influential he was, just how damn good he was. Uh, you know, your, your thoughts on, on Jeff Beck? Oh, my God. I mean such an icon you know he's one of a kind there's there's really not there's not any guitar player that's ever come close to even copying him or sounding like him uh he's such a, a unique um the way that he played with no no pick just with his fingers and the whole whammy bar of the strat and, and, it, and it's not even like a whammy bar from the 80s which was the floyd rose which was you know stayed in tune all the time his his was like a you know like a fender strat whammy bar which who knows how he got it to stay in tune, but that was his signature. And what he did for guitarists and all the solo albums he had, I mean, it's, it's such a loss when that happens. Unfortunately, we can't keep everyone around forever. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, really, really sad to see him go. And Eddie Van Halen as well. You know, we've lost yeah, some right. greats in the, past, in the past year. So it's really sad. It is. On a happier note, though, it's it's going to be a great time uh, in Alberta, Edmonton, and Calgary, February 3rd and February 4th. Uh, more details at toukeband.com. And I shouldn't have to tell people how to spell Took. This is Canada after all, Corey. <laughs> Thank you so much exactly. for joining us here today. It's been real fun. Appreciate it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.